This is the Ordinary Christian Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real people like you seeking to live out your Christian faith in the ordinary aspects of everyday life. My name is Craig Thompson, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm a husband, father, pastor, and writer. I hope that this podcast will help you to use the margins of your everyday life to live more intentionally for Jesus. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. Today on this episode of the podcast, I want to talk with you about some of the indispensable tools that I use in parenting. Now, some of these tools are a little bit uh, different than what you might expect, but uh, but still, they, they've helped not only me, but Angela and helped our family as we've tried to raise our four kids. Now, I, I love tools, and I'm going to admit that. Home improvement projects are often just excuses for me to add to my tool collection, but tools are much more than collector's items. They have a particular purpose, and good tools really help us to accomplish things uh, better and more effectively and more efficiently. But it's not just in building things. I've found tools helpful in all areas of my life when I have responsibilities. So figuratively speaking, I've got different tools that I use. For instance, when I am a pastor, I have a different uh, toolbox as a parent, a different toolbox as a husband, and, and other areas of life. So uh, what I want to talk with you, that, that toolbox that I have as a parent, those tools that help me to parent. Here's a list of tools that I use. First, a chair. Uh, that might seem a little odd. We have a chair in our home that uh, is sort of referred to as my chair. It's a nice, uh, oversized leather chair in Ottoman. We got a really great deal a bunch of years ago. When I don't sit outside to do to do my devotions, I sit in that chair to do do my devotions in the mornings. I read a lot in the evenings. Um, you know, if I sit in the, the den to watch TV, that's the chair that I sit in. Uh, it's also the place where I can usually sit with my kids to talk about serious issues. Uh, it's big enough that they can sit in my lap, at least they could when they were younger, and my little one still can, or beside me. Uh, I can also sit them down on the ottoman, and I can look in their eyes. Uh, it's a place where I can meet with them when I need to talk with them seriously, so it's an important time uh, and a place. So we have a chair um, that we can use. And so I'd encourage you to have a chair, a room, a space where you can do business with your kids. Uh, second, I, I wear a watch. And a watch is really important because young kids spell love, T-I-M-E. So my two youngest kids are seven and eight. My older kids, you know, life is shifting for them and they understand that it's not always about the time that I have. But for my little ones, they just need time with me. They need to, uh, to, to spend time with me. They also need me to be on time. Uh, my phone keeps the time, but you know my phone can be a huge distraction, so a watch is a really good reminder. Wearing a watch helps me give them the time they need without the distractions of my phone, um, and it, it also helps us to keep our kids on schedule, which right now is super important because life is crazy busy. Um, third, I have a Bible. I think that that really should go without explanation, but kids need to see two primary things from me. They, they need to watch me reading my Bible. They need to catch me reading my Bible. Uh, this is why I don't read my Bible on my phone or on my Kindle. There's nothing wrong with those things, but when my kids catch me reading my Bible, there's no doubt in their mind what's happening. They don't have to wonder if I'm scrolling through Instagram or if I'm shopping on Amazon. Uh, they know what I'm doing when they catch me with my Bible. So they need to catch me reading from it for my own sanctification holiness. They also need to hear me reading to it or to them from it for their personal spiritual growth and for scripture memory. Uh, I also have a calendar. Our life is busy. I mentioned 
mentioned that just a few minutes ago. We've got uh, a kid playing flag football, a kid playing middle school football, a kid on a volleyball team, and we've got a kid doing gymnastics. We have kids all over the place. Our life is busy. Our church calendar's full, personal calendar's full. All four kids kind of going all their different directions. And Angela and I use um, a calendar to organize everything in our life. We used to use Google Calendar for the most part. Now we use um, Apple calendars, but they're shared calendars. One of our kids has a phone now, so we share that calendar with him. So everybody sees all the calendars across platforms so we know what's going on. Um, that, that really helps us to organize our parenting. Uh, we've also used Evernote in the past, me more than Angela, but in Evernote, uh, you might use just the Notes app on your phone. Uh, we create notebooks for our kids, and in those notebooks, we do things like keep uh, Christmas lists. Uh, and so the Christmas list carries over from year to year, uh, and that's really helpful because it also is a birthday list. We also can keep uh, snap pictures of important things. We might not want to. We don't. We don't have room to keep all the things they make. Right? They they draw a picture. It's a cool picture. We'd like to have a memory of it, but we just don't have room to keep all the fo- the, the pictures that they color in school. So you can snap a picture and you can store it in there. Um, also, uh, another tool that we use is a ball because your kids need you to play with them. They need to play. We play ball, we wrestle, we run. Uh, sometimes my girls need me to play other things. They're getting older, so it's not the same, but still to play dolls or, or a tea party with the younger ones, uh, regardless of what your toys are. And look, my kids don't just do those things. We, we've got bikes. We ride bikes together. They come out. We built a sort of installed a home gym. They come out. They lift weights. They get in the gym with me. But they need us to play with them, not just to always be uh, the parent that's that's over overwhelming them, that's demanding things, that's expecting things, that's disciplining them, but a, a parent that's fun and enjoys them. Uh, Another tool that we use is a dinner table. Listen, it doesn't matter if it's in the kitchen, the dining room, around a card table in the den. Eat dinner with your family. Just, Just do it. Make it a habit. So for us, it's it's our kitchen table most of the time. Sometimes it's uh, four kids sitting around the kitchen table and Angela and I standing at the uh, the, the bar in our kitchen uh, and just standing up eating, but we're still trying our best to eat together. That gets hard as life gets busy. Tonight's one of those nights when um, our, our little ones might be in bed before our oldest son even gets home. So we might not tonight get to, to eat dinner together, which is why it's so important for us to make every effort to do it on the nights that we can, because as our kids get older, those opportunities get uh, really fewer and further between. So make an effort to sit around the table and put your phone down, right? Ask what happened at school that day. You need to hear from them about what's going on with their teachers, what's going on with their friends. You want to know what happened at practice or all the other things. So uh, eat dinner together. Uh, have a dinner table. Another tool that's beneficial for us in parenting is a chore list. Angel is really good about this, about reminding our kids that they need to understand the value of work, but they only learn that value if we expect them to work and require them to work alongside us. So their chore list is things like cleaning their bathrooms, cleaning their bedrooms, but their chore list also gets um, shifted around sometimes because there are things that we want them to do alongside us. So if we're in the yard working, we try to get them in the yard working with us if it's things that they can do. So, you know, my older kids will get out and help split wood. My, my younger ones obviously can't really do that. But when we trim hedges, they can help to to clean up around the beds and, and to, to put the stuff. We've, we've even had our kids putting stuff in a wagon before and just pulling that wagon off with all the stuff in it. So a chore list. Another tool that's always valuable for me is my truck. Uh, now, you might not drive a truck. You might drive an SUV or a car. Um, my, my truck 
is uh, is when I first time I ever sort of thought through a list of tools for use with my kids. At that time, I was driving a truck that was 20 years old, had 250,000 miles on it. It was in bad shape and it, it rattled. But my kids still love to ride in that old truck. They, they like to ride in uh, my newer truck now. But what I, I understand looking back, it's not the truck. It's that it's daddy's truck. They wanted to be with dad. Many of my best conversations with my children take place one-on-one in my truck. Uh, dads, let me just encourage you, take your kids with you as often as possible. I, I know it's not always convenient, and sometimes they just never quit talking. I had that conversation with one of mine this morning. Um, but just being with you can make all the difference in the world, and sometimes in a vehicle where you're not making eye contact with them, they're not making eye contact with you, uh, there's something that triggers in them that, op- that, that, that really causes and helps them to open up and just talk with you about things that are going on in their life. So I just encourage you to take them places with you. Take them when you go to haul the trash off. Take them when you run to the grocery store. If you've got to run an errand and go to Lowe's or Home Depot, take them with you. Let them ride in the truck. Let them let them spend time with you and enjoy that time. And then a, another thing that we use um, as, as a tool that I, I use especially is camouflage. Now, that sounds kind of dumb to some of you, but, uh, but this is a big tool. My kids hunt with me. It's the time of year we start getting out. Uh, and doing that, Angela doesn't hunt. Uh, so hunting is one of those activities that they only do with daddy. And it's one of those activities in which we can really get some one-on-one time. Now, listen, I, I, hunting with your kids requires having a certain degree of expectation. Uh, when you take little ones, you don't really expect to kill a deer because they can't be quiet. So I might not kill a deer when I take my kid hunting. And that's okay because my expectation when I take my kids hunting is not necessarily that we kill a deer. My expectation is that I invest in their life. Now, if we get to kill a deer, that's awesome because that also creates more teachable moments and memories for them. And and the time will come, you know, when you get to do that as your kids get older. But those those are opportunities when I am investing in their their life. And what's really awesome is it's it's time when when they really invest in mine. I the the first um, the first buck that Wyatt ever shot, my oldest son, uh, that's the best deer I never killed. That's why I like to tell people I I was more excited over that deer than over anyone I've ever killed. It was such a wonderful experience for us to have that together. Um, so these are there's some of the things so that's uh, that we use in parenting and me specifically you know there's a chair that I that I have that's that's the place where my kids can meet with me I, I wear a watch to remind me that my kids need my time and I need to be on time for them uh, my kids need to catch me in my Bible and they need to hear me read to them from God's word uh, we use a calendar so that we can keep everything organized and be in the places we need to be in um, we also have uh, other tools like Evernote or an online or not online, but a, a notepad in your phone just so that you can keep up with those things that you need to keep up with those birthday lists or um, uh, Christmas lists or uh, other, other things like that. Um, a ball or uh, um, uh, a gym or, or a trampoline, somewhere where you play with your kids. You need to spend time playing, not always being the parent, sometimes being the fun parent which is not always the same thing. We've all all had that struggle with, am I going to be the hard parent or the fun parent? Uh, you need a dinner table, a place where you can eat with your kids regularly, uh, a chore list. They need that so that they learn the value of work and how important it is to contribute to the needs of the, of the family overall. And then spend some time with them in your vehicle, whether that be a truck or an SUV or, or a car, whatever you drive. That is an indispensable tool for getting one-on-one with your kids. They can't get away from you when they're in there, and you've got an opportunity to spend time 
And then finally, one of the tools that we use is camouflage because we like to hunt together. You might not hunt. There might be other things that you enjoy doing. Maybe you got a boat or, or, um, or something else that you do as a recreational activity that you do with your kids and you get along with them. Whatever it is, make sure that those tools are tools uh, that help you to grow as a parent and help your children to grow, um, not only physically, but spiritually, emotionally, and, and, and to grow in their character. You've got an opportunity to do that. So build your toolbox around all those things that will help you to create children that will grow up to be adults that will impact the world. These are really ordinary things that you can do to make an extraordinary difference, not only in your life, and lives of your children. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you'll help us to get the word out about the Ordinary Christian Podcast by sharing it with a friend. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. I hope that you will use the information in this podcast to encourage you to love Jesus in the ordinary aspects of your daily life. Jesus surrounded himself with very ordinary people who made a difference in the world because of their Savior. You can make a difference too. If you would like to read more of my writings or find other podcasts, you can find information about me on my website at www.craigthompson.org. For information about Malvern Hill Baptist Church and sermons from our church, you can go to our website at www.malvernhill.org. Until next time, use the ordinary margins of your life to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you.